happy San Diego Comic Con days week. It, is is it the is it the last day or? I think today's the last day. Is it the first yes. day? Yes. Yeah. I think it's the last day. Or did they leave no, it off? No, it's the last day. It, it doesn't wrap day. out on Monday or anything. It's been years since I've gone. I feel like, like July twenty first is the last day, but Monday is the uh, the twenty second is the day that all the nerds who've lost their virginity celebrate. It's like a, <laughs> it's like you all get at the IHOP together at the IHOP, you know, wherever the meeting place is in San Diego, and you celebrate. Huzzah! The V card has been punched. You know, I could be making that up, but it's like Boxing Day for nerds. The day after Comic Con. Um. So it was a uh, so much crap goes on at, at Comic Con. I can't keep up. It's been like this for years, but it felt like this year because I'm more aware of Marvel than I ever have been. It's like I feel like there was some sort of like minor invasion down in San Diego. A little bit, probably little just bit. my perception. But like every star who's even anybody was in San Diego, and I was like, what? Are those panels that they have, are they just, do they only do one panel and that's it? Most of the time they just do one. You know, it's it's yeah. tough enough because you have to get here. Like that whole coordination of just, really I think about the assistants. I think about the people who have to do this work of getting people in and out and all of the don't you know, don't you know who I am kind of stuff that goes on. And all of the helipads and the private planes and the Uber blacks and the limos that have to be coordinated. I was going to save this for later, but off the top, I always wonder every year, because I know San Diego like the back of my hand. My cousin lives there. She's my homie. I spent many years down there doing events. I used to work for, uh, I had my own production company, and my main client was Red Bull Air Race. So I know that town like the back of my hand. Um, it's tiny. It's a little bitty man-man. And if you, you know, you've been out here now, Andre, you didn't mm -hmm. go to San Diego, but you just see how much time it takes to get, you know, anywhere. Just to go yeah. to a place. And that's when people go, like, I'll just move to the valley. And it's like, it's been nice knowing you, bitch. I will never see you again. <laughs> I will Skype you maybe, but probably not. You are dead to me. So if you live in San Diego, like my cousin does, we really had to work at our relationship because going down there on a Friday, like on a holiday weekend, you could fly to, like, Europe easily. Then, you know, five, six hours later. Seriously, we have sat in traffic on Thanksgiving, and the traffic just wouldn't move. Yeah. Four hours, four and a half hours, five hours. So you're just like, she'll go, are you coming for Christmas? I'm like, I love you. I, can, I got a phone. I can FaceTime you. Merry Christmas. So I can only imagine <laughs> like what Comic-Con is like. There's just these people descend. There's not that many spots. There's only so many boutique hotels that you can conjure up. So what do you, you're getting in and out. You're getting there and back to LA on a private jet. You got to be doing that. And they're, I think yeah. they're, they're uh, yeah, that's what I, yeah. Either that or they're going to take an Uber back to or some type of and ride service but I back just, to LA. I love the idea because I know he's more many than God and he's so fabulous. I just, just separating somebody out of the pack of all the, the monolithic people who went to Comic-Con and, and my mind just can't take it all in. I just imagine Tom uh, Hiddleston just on, just he didn't get the plane. Like there's only so many planes that can fly out, flight patterns, scheduling, whatever. He misses the, you know, he misses Jeremy Renner's jet. Jeremy Renner's like, ta-ta, bitch. I have a series, la la la. Um, and then like Hiddleston is like, yo, dirty rat, and he has to get into a black Uber, and then he has to ride four, five, six hours in the car. What does Tom Hiddleston do in the car? Does he vape? There's only so many emails you can send. Does he email? Does a man like the, does this person email? 
does he write? I imagine that he he pulls out a full canvas and does a rendering of some kind in the car because <laughs> he's that kind of chap to me. He's that kind of fellow. I know nothing about Tom Hiddleston. Oh, he's he's just like writing the script for his show. That's what he's, he's writing doing, a honestly. script. You know, but does he get car sick? Does he get irpy? He's real. What he's really doing is in the back of the seat. Fast asleep with his mouth open. You think he's he just is? like he's drooling? See, in your version, in, yeah. he's human. In my version, <laughs> he's got like geishas on either side of him, like a- appropriate for the error, like could be trans queer geishas. I mean, this, these are like these are modern geishas that want to be there, and they're serving him high tea. I feel like something strange goes on with Tom Hiddleston <laughs> when he's left alone. Do you know what they probably do? Yeah, is they probably rendezvous here in L.A. And they take the corporate jet down, so everyone's on the same jet. Sure. <clears throat> so they don't have to worry about the traffic. But see, mine, I got like five, they have, they I have got that, five yeah, episodes. They have that Disney money. I got five episodes out of my pitch. You just did a small made-for-TV movie. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't, they don't have time to, 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 you know. You're like, it's practical. They got to get they this get shit done. They get on one jet, Lisa. It's yeah. really, they have a big jet to shove everybody on it. It's fine. It's 45 minutes up and down, you know, door-to-door. Don't worry. I'm now, worried about the I poor. Think, I'm worried about Tom Hiddleston and I, his. I think the HBO people have to find their own transportation. They're just schlepping in the car down there, and then they all probably stay at the Kimptum, Kimptum like they did. I think the other executives time. throw bigger fits than stars do. I think stars don't want to look like they're you know being dicks, so some of them will take the you know the high road and be like, oh no, it's fine. I'll I'll do the stretch limo there. It's only four or five hours, you know. Is anybody doing blow anymore? I'll do some blow on that trip. I've never tried it before. Whatever stars do. Like I said, I get Hiddleston doing tea. He's like, I think he's stringing like ancient instruments in the back of the rock. I think he's doing important stuff like that because he's cool. I think you're thinking of Taka Watiti. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe I am confusing him with Taka Watiti. Taka, I feel like, would ride down on like some sort of bro trip. Like, he would just sort of find his way onto some sort of tourist bus that's heading into San Diego. And he would just, just at the end of the trip, he's wearing other people's clothes. He's wearing, like, some lady from <laughs> Missouri's, like, sweatshirt that she gave him. Because he charmed the pants off of everyone. That's how I feel like Taika gets anywhere. So, anyway, and then just thinking about that. And thinking about all the celebrities' poop that goes down the drains that are in San Diego. I think about these things. Um, this is why you're not going to get any like truly intelligent <laughs> coverage of San Diego Comic-Con. I used to cover it, by the way. I covered it's it all the time. It's a madhouse. It's, it's crazy. crazy. And I just thought I would never... You would have to shoot me in the eye sockets and drag me there like to when, make me when I was, go on purpose. When I worked that one time in San Diego, we were waiting somewhere, and then we were watching this line to start, you know queue up yeah and then we were we were asking them so what's what are you guys waiting for and there was something for the next day like no and i was like what the fuck are you are you insane i won't get in line for anything i barely won't even get in line i'm like i turn into a kardashian i have a I hard have to time go to at the, the dmv drive-thru. yeah at the dmv if they ask me to wait in the line i turn into a kardashian i'm like me what wait why fuck that shit bitch i ain't <laughs> whatever i'll do to get out of a line i can't imagine waiting i don't care who it is it could be Rami Malik, butt ass naked, you know, reading poetry he wrote specifically for me, you know, which is probably a film he would make. That dude is that kind of dude. But I'm just saying, I won't even wait in line for that. I won't, I will not do it. I have a friend who, uh, who, what, it was a couple years ago, she did some big event. She had tickets come. I forget what it was. Some star studded gala come and blah, blah, blah. No line. 
but I had to dress up and leave my house. I was like, no. So I can't, I can't imagine the hell, and it's hot. Or and even Tom Hiddleston's like, <laughs> geishas are sweating. Even the time we went to um, Blackwood to see the uh, what's his name, the the exhibit. Mm-hmm. Um, forgot the dude's name. Director. Director. Yeah, we bought the tickets ahead of time. It was a big exhibit. Yeah, it was. Um, oh fuck! He did uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. All the, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, that guy, <clears throat> weird hair. Oh my God! Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton. Uh, yeah, we exhibit. paid ninety five dollars. We paid the money, and then we thought we'd just go to Will Call, get the money, and walk in. There was a queue about twenty to thirty there were deep. Two lines. Two, and we were just like, "Fuck it." To get in, not not two separate lines, but the line broke twice, and I was like, "Oh hell no!" So we wasted ninety five dollars. So a- I'm just okay. I'm just concerned about people who go there, regular ass people. But I'm also very concerned about what happens to Tom Hiddleston's canvases or or Taika's ancient instruments after he strings them. Makes no sense what I'm saying. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, just run, don't walk, and go to YouTube right now and watch the Game of Thrones panel on YouTube, the full one. It is must. It's a must watch. I loved everything about the last season. I know a lot of you were hating it and, and crying bitter tears, and you want everybody to die to the degree that D and D didn't even go. Um, but what I loved about it is that the people who showed up, the cast members, this cast is just class. They're hilarious. They don't take anything seriously. Um, it was amazing. Wonderful hour. They got paid, but they also, it was like, like it's all done. No secrets have to be held. They're through with it. Conleth Hill is a tanned bitch. She is living her best life. And the (laughs) gym of the show was Conleth Hill. The gym. So it was um, Isaac, so Bran, and then it was, um, who did I just say? Conleth Hill, uh, Varys. And then it was um, Grey Worm, Jacob was there. And then Liam Cunningham, Davos. Um, I'm blanking out on who else was there. Nicolaj. Nicolaj, yes, of course. And Maisie, Adia, was there. So, perfect, because you would think it would be like the Maisie show, and everybody loves her. she got a standing O. Everybody loves her forever. But I love that it really was between Conleth and Liam Cunningham, and then Jacob just giving everybody just shit. It was my favorite <laughs> thing ever. Oh, and John Bradley West, um, Samuel Tarly. It was mm. awesome. It, you have to watch it, because Conleth Hill said a couple of things. Like, he, when they were still shooting, he said some kind of gnarly things about like not like liking the direction of the show and blah blah blah, and it got taken out of context. It's this Entertainment Weekly piece, and it blows up to like yeah. he's just this big sassy sour pants and hates how everything goes. And he goes, "Oh, well, hold on." They blew this out of perspective. They go, "Do you have any regrets about what you said to Entertainment Weekly?" And Conleth Hill goes, "I don't regret starting the petition." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to which I lost it because the famous, infamous petition to reshoot the last season of Game of Thrones. He was like, you know, look, they just took it and completely blew it out of perspective. In the end, I've enjoyed playing this man, being on the show for 10 years. I've made lifelong friendships. Come on. If you don't, and again, how you feel about the ending or whatever, he talked about if your takeaway is only this, that there is a futility, futility to conflict and there's a pointlessness to war. That's what you walk away with from the show and then there was this, then there was light moments. He wasn't just like this, you know, he just was a perfect 
he was the perfect thing for me to take in. This whole panel was at the end of it. It was like, get over yourself. It's the journey, not the end of the story. Nikolaj got a little bit of like shit for saying like he thought this is exactly how Jamie should go out. And he said, this is, I, I know you guys feel differently, but I feel like this is an appropriate ending. But it was Liam who said, look, it's about the journey. Most stories yeah. go on, and he's created a world that goes on, and we wanted to leave you in this world. And if you wanted to get some questions answered, they do cover that on the panel. Uh, like, there's the evil brand theory that he really is the Night King, and, and you know, Isaac's like, that would be really cool. I, I don't necessarily think so. Also, he's not all-knowing. He knows the past. So, you know, I don't know how the world's going to be framed, but he's going to rule for about a thousand or two years, so two thousand years. So good luck with that. Everybody's sitting at the table. You're going to die. So there was some really interesting takes on, you know, why did Jamie go back to Cersei? You know, in Nicholas's mind, he was like, this made perfect sense. Then also, Conlis said, I loved like how I got fired. He goes, if you want to get fired, man, you get fired. And he also wages a guess that when his fate came and he took his rings off, he had already seen his fate. There's a little bit of a fake-off moment between him and Melisandre when she says, we're going to die in this strange country, and he looks a little taken aback. Now we can read that off of, off of what Conlet said as he saw his death in the flames when he was castrated by the wizard who mm. basically chose him, you mm. know, was called to... Ch his fate was intertwined with this wizard. He hated magic from there on out, but magic would come to work in companion with what he does, right? It made him yeah. the man that he was being a eunuch and being sacrificed in such a way. So he takes off his rings very, very, like he knows when he's going to that beach, he's peacing out. But I did love it. He goes, if you're going to get fired, it's a good way to get fired. And he said, I do love that. I felt like I read into it. The Drogon was like, oh, really? Do you want me? Oh, okay. And like, he's like, he hesitated because I'm cool, like something like this. So... And then they all talked about things that they had stolen from set, uh, various things they had stolen from set. And then Conleth had, like, the, z the zinger. He was like, you know, I stole most of the scenes I was in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he said this beautiful thing. Again, he was my hero <laughs> of this entire thing. Everybody was awesome on it. But he really shined when he said, you know, and I said this when we were watching um, the, the documentary at the end of it. He said this thing, and it just made me choke up. And he said, you know, being from Belfast – you know, and, and living through the troubles uh, that's been the history of my country and seeing all this good come in with this show and seeing people love Belfast and get to know about it and the show's been good for us and we've been good for the show kind of thing. I thought that about Northern Ireland as well. I have a very soft place in my heart for it. You know, families from there, but mostly just that part of the world has been troubled and, and just to see good old Northern Ireland you know, be transformed by this show. So Conleth was just the voice of reason. So if you're bitter and you're twisted and you're really, really mad, they address all your things. They really do. They're like, hey, you know, we get it. But also mm, kind of calm down and it kind of makes you feel, it takes a little bit of the sting. And they do get jeered. Uh, and Conleth, I think under his breath, does call some people some assholes in the audience. He goes, <laughs> assholes. Um, but it was not like this heavy, no one was throwing cabbages. No one was, you know tossing people to the bottom of the bay. That's what I was afraid of happening if D&D &D actually did go. <laughs> but yeah, and you know what? I think they should have shown up. I mean, I understand why they didn't go. Maybe they want to move on. But if I was them, I would have shown up with like, with the levity in it and been like, I don't know what you, you know, or come in and like own it. 
like for the next hour, we are going to recreate some of your notes about how the show should end it, you know? But like Liam Cunningham had the joke. He was just like, you know, I had a scene where I was fighting and they cut it. And, you know, I was going to show up when they reshot season eight, but no more because I cut my fight scenes. You know, like <laughs> leave it to the Brits because the Brits can always take the sting out of things. I mean, they've been an empire a lot longer than us. They've taken their their kicks. So I love how they sort of handle this kind of controversy and, and, and just kind of tuck in and go. No matter. Like no one's like getting really twisted. And I do love that John uh, Bradley West get really upset when someone he said, you know, I, I live in horrible fear of, like, breaking the rules. Uh, and he, he said, and I and I just, I get apoplectic over, like, being blamed for something. And so when the water bottle, they also had a coffee cup joke. When the water bottle showed up on set, he was like, look, I don't want to point fingers at someone, but I'm right-handed. And if I was drinking it, why would I put it on the left side of my chair and then tended to blame it on Jacob? Who, who was sitting right next to him? He, he he thought that Jacob put it down oh. when he walked over. That was a gray worm between the scenes. There was a lot of finger pointing and stuff like that. Um, and they talked about their favorite lines and stuff like that. I'm just recreating it for you. I'll stop. You have to go watch it. It's on YouTube. It's just look for uh, Game of Thrones um, SDCC panel 2019. You should find it. It's the official one. I, I loved it. Did you guys see it? No, I didn't. I, I didn't watched bits of it, yeah. Yeah, I just... it's. It was so fun. It was really fun. And I wasn't... I am a person who's not embittered by the last one, so maybe I took it differently, but I, I thought it was hilarious. Um, then I switched over to watch the Marvel thing, because I know you're going to talk about Marvel, and my head just exploded as a, when I saw all the things they were announcing, A, and then 17, all of the people... Again, that's what got me tripping out, you know? Yeah. All of those people that are on the stage, you got Angelina Jolie, you got Natalie Portman, you got, you know, Hiddleston, you've got Renner, you've got um, Tony's boyfriend, not Tony's boyfriend, uh, <laughs> Chris Evans' boyfriend on screen. Oh, what's his name? Sebastian Stan Sebastian was Stan, there. Sebastian Stan, yeah. <laughs> Chris he was there. Uh, like yeah, all they, had, they had their main guys out there. Yeah, t- everybody, just... I'm looking at like just how big this world is. And then I kind of laughed at myself. I'm just thinking sometimes I get on my, my hind legs when people like come after Marvel because it's my newfound thing. And I, and I love it because also Andre loves it. And Ian, you know, it's one of his favorite things. And you get like all like protective of the things that you like and the people that like them. And then I just realized mm-hmm. when I get into like these, these snotty little snitty mindsets about it, I'm like, you need to calm down, bitch. This is a multi-billion dollar <laughs> industry. Everybody's okay. Like, <laughs> everybody's fine, you know? And they're hearing you because you see, again, Maharshal Ali walks on stage, you know? And you're just like, I know you're gonna getting to all this. And I was just like, okay, the world, I'm not saying it's solved. Okay, we're good. Trump's in the White House. But yeah, San Diego Comic-Con 2019. Ta-da, the world's a better place. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I find it funny when I get like all like, about like, superhero movies and they really do rule they rule the entertainment world they rule the box office they rule everything so now we turn to andre's portion of the show the mcu <laughs> whoop, whoop, at san diego comic-con i mean i was i was so blown the away camera pans over oh my god <laughs> it was incredible but anyway i know you have a lot of news so i will get out of your way what is your you have like you're got something you got a big thing to lead with though too don't you 
Yeah, pretty big historic thing that came out. Um, I think this came out either before the panel started or while the panel was going. Um, but it is with great satisfaction <laughs> that I announced that Endgame has finally toppled Avatar and has become the biggest box office movie of all time. Hell yeah! Can we get a round of applause? Yes, yes. I would snap my fingers, but I can't snap my fingers anymore. The studio audience loves it. Long story. Um, no, it's great. Very well deserved. Finally, you know, <laughs> finally, we can stop talking about the Blue People this movie. This long journey that we have been through has come to an end. Yes. 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 Jesus. So excited. So well deserved. Um, so let's talk about what, what was announced at the Marvel Hall H panel. Oh, my god. So this is their phase four slate. Uh, these movies and TV shows will be coming out through 2020 and 2021. Um, I'm not going to go in chronological order of when they're coming out. The dates are never set in stone, uh, so there's no point in trying to list them off. If you want to know what dates right? were announced, yeah, you would leave yourself. Kind of. They're like ballparks, yeah. you know. They're either a couple of days off or they could be like a couple of months off. So if you want to know the dates, you can always look them up, but there's no point in trying to discuss them here. Um, so the first movie that was announced is The Eternals. So this will be starring Richard Madden, Lauren Ridloff, Angelina Jolie, and a lot more people. Is Eternals? Um, okay, let me ask you. I know you're about to get into the premise, but I mm -hmm. really, before you launch into that, what is this hinged into something we already know about? Kind of. I don't know too much about The Eternals. It is going to be a more cosmic look at the MCU, kind of more on par with uh, Guardians and Captain Marvel. Gotcha. Uh, so less Earth-based. Um, I think the Eternals are sort of connected. I can't remember how, but they're connected to the Celestials, who we saw in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's oh. what um, Peter, Peter Quill's father was. Gotcha. Um, they're connected somehow. I just can't remember. Uh, but I think they've definitely been mentioned in the, the MCU. Um, but yeah, according to uh, Kevin Feige, the movie's main theme is going to explore how these immortal superheroes learn what it means to be human. Uh, very vague description, uh, but I'm, I have a feeling they, they don't want to give too much away. Um, and something noteworthy that came from this casting, Lauren Ridloff will be the MCU's first deaf hero. I love it. Which is amazing. Uh, if the name sounds familiar, she played a character on the latest season of The Walking Dead. Um, oh, did you just yeah. spoil something for Walking Dead? Is she still on that show? Do we know? I haven't watched the last... I have no idea. Okay. No idea. Just right. know she was on it. She was on it. Uh, <laughs> she may still be on it. We're not sure. Okay. Yeah. So the next uh, next uh, thing to be announced was a Disney Plus show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Again, we kind of already knew about these Disney Plus shows, but we got a little more details with the panel that came out. So we're going to see Anthony Mackie as the Captain America. Oh, my gosh. And he has confirmed that he will be wearing a version of the Captain America suit in this show. Yay! Um, and Sebastian Stan will return as Bucky Barnes. <gasps> and we will also see the return of Daniel Bruhl reprising his role of Baron Zemo who, if you guys remember, was the villain in Captain America Civil War. I have an important um, question. I have an important question. Yes. How many days will it take for there to be Sammy fan fiction? Uh, you're acting like it doesn't already exist. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'm never ahead of any curve. I'm just always, but <laughs> I'm always like 500 years late. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, Tumblr's <laughs> like, no, hold my vodka. I've been doing this for a long time. Get out of the way, bitch. 
Okay, sorry. Literally any any character has been paired with Bucky. Okay. Literally any anything you can think of, really. There's what Tony the Bucky. Cat? The cat, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, um, I had, this week left a bad taste in mouth when it comes to cats. Uh, oh, talk about it. oh, okay. Uh, There's some personal drama, some scars. We'll talk about it later. All right, cool. All right. And, and so the next thing, <laughs> and see. And so the see. next thing that got announced was uh, the movie Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This will be starring Simu Liu as the title character, and he will be taking on the mantle of the MCU's first Asian-led superhero, along with the cast of predominantly Asian actors. About time. Very excited Crazy to see space this MCU. Crazy I was going to say agents. that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you have that joke? I was literally just about to say that. Say crazy space Asians. <laughs> I was going to say it's the MCU's crazy rich Asians. Oh, Same thing. okay. All right. Whichever. But merch yeah. all around. Merch for everyone. Huzzah. <laughs> very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, definitely going to see a, a part of the MCU that we really haven't seen yet. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, so the next uh, thing that was announced was WandaVision. So this is our Scarlet Witch and Vision team up show. Uh, this will be taking place directly after Endgame. Um, and we will also see an adult Monica Rambo, who we saw in Captain Marvel, Can't played wait. by Tiona Paris. Can't wait. Um, very interested to see what her role is going to be. Um, and given that in some iterations she is actually Captain Marvel, so we'll see how they how they do that, adapt it to their version. Um, Kevin Feige had uh, some words to say about this show. He says, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to get weird. We're going to get deep and finally understand Wanda Maximoff as Scarlet Witch. I can't wait. This is very different, exciting. Is it, it's I've, different actress or not? I don't, I don't no, know. No, same, same actress. Same actress. Oh, I'm even, I'm yeah. even more in. That's yeah, awesome. Which is, is like, which I thought was interesting that it's going to be this on the plus. Yeah. So I wonder, yeah. is like, is it going to be hyped any differently? Is it going to be when it's released? I mean, I don't know. Like I think they're released? they're going to be treating it. They're going to be treating it the same way they, their shows do. Because like, or the, their films. Sorry. Because when we did all the Marvel Netflix shows, it didn't receive nearly the same hype as the MCU did. But now I think because this directly falls under the umbrella of the MCU and they are pushing it as part of phase four and not just kind of like a subsidiary or sort of like um, ancillary story that it's part of their main timeline. And I'll get to later how it affects other films. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's going, it's going, I've been campaigning for years for Bucky to get his own show uh, because there's just so much rich story that you could mine there. And I'm glad that not only is he getting a show, but Wanda and and Anthony and the Falcon is also getting their own sort of delving into that character. Very exciting. God bless Stanley. That should be cool. Uh, that should be really cool. Bless that man. You know, I, I I never even realized it until the other day that this entire time, you know, when I think about you know God, if there is one, it would look like Stanley. <laughs> he would. Yep. If God were one That's of us, he would create Black Panther. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a comforting thought, you know. Anyway. Um, next thing up is the show Loki, 
which oh. will see Tom Hiddleston reprise his role oh as the my god, god of mischief. I'm so excited! I mean, again, this will be interesting. Yeah, because it'll it's going to explore the alternate timeline created in Avengers Endgame when Loki takes the Tesseract. Whatever Loki is doing, I'm gonna watch. I'm here for Loki. <laughs> I love Tom doing Loki. Whatever. If Loki just wanted to walk around and do like carpool karaoke with like James Corden, I'm, whatever he's doing, I don't care. I don't care what he can like go and like be on the set of clueless and be like the next trying to get his law degree and wearing pink, like Jackie O outfit, whatever he's doing out there in the world. I'm, I'm feeling like it could be the nine to five remake. We all, you know, want to see <laughs> just, he can wander into the set of grace and Frankie. I just want him to be out and about, like just being the, the free girl that she is. I love Loki. It's, it's what she be great. deserves. So, uh, the movie after that, with this is very exciting for me personally, uh, is going to be Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh-huh. So this will be the sequel. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch will reprise his role as Demon Strange. That's awesome. And Elizabeth Olsen will star as Scarlet Witch in this movie as well. Wow. And according to Kevin Feige, um, this movie directly ties in with the events of WandaVision. So uh, not only are their shows taking place in the same universe as their movies, but they will have direct consequences to their future films. Are we really excited for Elizabeth? Or is it Liz? I don't know what she goes by. But I'm like excited. She's blowing up. She's been sort of she's getting, yeah. quietly in the corner, and now she's like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you're the witch. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Feige says that this will also be the first scary MCU film. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that would be interesting. Other than um, scaring the shit out of Avatar? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, may she rest in peace. Um, this is very exciting. Uh, Marvel's What If animated series will be going on while all of this is happening. So this is adapted from the comics of the same name. And this the show will explore possible alternative uh, realities to major MCU events. Um, how many how many in- Game of Thrones fans just submitted their ideas anyway? Just just don't even care that it's not MCU. It's like, been blowing up. Please it's been here, blowing up. here, here you go. Please just do this. Yeah. Uh, an example of what kind of events they're going to just an example of what they're going for. One of the episodes we'll see, oh, what happens if Peggy Carter uh, takes this uh, super soldier serum and becomes Captain America. So stuff like that. I love this um, idea. It's we got a huge it slate. I'm here for it. Yeah, it's got a huge slate of actors returning. Uh, some highlights, uh, like I said, Haley Atwell is returning as Peggy Carter. Michael B. Jordan will be reprising his role as Killmonger. Insane. Jeff Goldblum is coming back as the Grain Master. Karen Gillan as Nebula. Uh, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. And oh. many, many more. Many more. Um, so excited for that. I have no idea what to expect with that one. I don't know. Um, My head's exploding just watching all this about to happen. I became you a little bit. I was watching this going, oh my God, is this what it feels like to be Andre? I feel a little tingly, a little lightheaded. <laughs> I feel like I needed to like exactly. make a fabulous <laughs> stack and a snack and have some rosé. I needed to lay down, but not like completely down, but like reclining with my hand in my waistband and my pants. Anyway. Do we know how, the how many shoulder? episodes, do we know how many episodes of, of these shows on on plus we don't be? we don't yeah we don't know any Ten, details eight, six wow. i don't care as long as we're six again eight, i don't know what this will be yeah it's an interesting question i don't know if these will be multi-season things or they're just going to be eight episode arcs and treated as its own story i have no idea how they're going to do it that's a lot of time that's been you know cumberbatch has got a little movie career going on 
You know, that, that's like, the thing. It's like they're these actors are are gonna have to. That's gonna be a lot of time. But then again, yeah. the world is changing. Where you're, you know, when you see you know Meryl Streep show up on an HBO show weekly, you know, and then that one time Julia Roberts was on Homecoming, you go, the world is changing. What do you want? Yeah, it might totally. be more comfortable, you know, for an actor who's like probably going, thank God. You know, Cumberbatch does theater, right? And um, so does Hiddleston. They do theater. Mm -hmm. So there's a comfort to like, you know where you're going to be at three o'clock, at four o'clock, at six o'clock. You have this day off. You know, even after you've been like been able to do whatever, sometimes, you know, you might crave that after having it all. You just want to go, I'm going to do my little show for a year. That'll be fun. Yeah. I think, I think. The world yeah. of TV is changing. Yeah, I think, and I think the MCU is gonna is gonna really bust it wide open. Again, they've done it with their Marvel Netflix shows, but those shows haven't directly consequented, uh, made consequences that reverberate in the MCU films. Whereas this one is definitely just going to be part of the larger story. Well, I think. Um, I, I, just now thinking about it too, you know, and again, always late to the party. There's there's me, <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like they are going to be the ones who talked about this thing that we've all longed for, for a long time. I think Disney's new, you know, channel is going to be the one that premieres the movie on the screen, the small screen. I think the movie premiere is going mm. to like roll out there. A lot of people like to go to the theater. I don't think the theater is going to go anywhere, but I think it's settling in to find its place amongst all of these things, you know, mm -hmm. that, you know, I will all pay that extra little bump to see that, you know, new Marvel show, that new Marvel movie debut. I wonder how many people are doing this because I know I know Disney's doing this with ESPN. Mm. Cuz there's ESPN Plus. I had no idea what ESPN Plus was. But that's a whole subscription thing. Well, yeah, that's interesting because Disney ESPN. Plus Yeah, Disney Plus will include an ESPN Plus. I don't know if it's a channel or I don't know if they're absorbing all of their stuff into just one thing. But I know it, ESPN is going to have a presence on Disney+. Plus. Wow. Yeah. There you go. See, um, if, we, if we can get both of them, we'll totally do it. Okay. If you get ESPN+, Plus and then Disney+. Plus. <sighs> do you need to learn how to sell some yeah. sort of... Might save you some money in the long run. Depends. Could go the dark web, maybe. Bitcoin. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, next was uh, the Hawkeye Disney Plus show. Oh, my God. Which we'll so see Did Jeremy you see Renner return as Hawkeye. Jeremy, Jeremy Renner enter the the H, hall h like people just lost their minds and i was just so happy for him he's such a oh, good yeah. man he's such a good dude jimmy renner you just hear nothing but good things about this guy all around town there's just a handful of those that you i've heard about forever and that's why i like them he's one of those dudes i just love what he's doing he's a good guy he doesn't take himself seriously but he's just genuinely a good human being and he came in the room and everybody just lost their mind and he bumped into like one of the security guys who was holding the crowd back and then he was just like bowing to the guy like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, <laughs> he's so sweet. And after all this time, you think he could just be like, is he tall? I don't think so. I, he is not a tall person. No, I think he's a short dude. I think he and I could see eye to eye. From <laughs> <other movie. laughs> um, but I love him. He's also he's one of us. He's one of the Shire. So <laughs> so happy. For um, yeah. The show will also introduce the character of Kate Bishop, which a lot of fans, including myself, have petitioned Marvel to finally introduce into their universe. Mm. Um, so that will be very exciting. Uh, no actress, I think, has been casted yet. Um, so we'll update you guys when that happens. Um, this next one, man, was the thing that's that just blew open Comic-Con. Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, my God. 
I'm so excited for this. I so we're getting ready. Yeah. There's so much so much to impact with this. So we get we're getting Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, and we will see the return of Natalie Portman as Jane Foster. Not just Jane Foster. Uh she will become the goddess of thunder herself. Oh my god. And I don't know how they're going to do this. I just know I'm super fucking excited. Didn't I Thor, ask? Didn't I ask Thor about that is last going week? To go, yeah, he did. Probably, he probably did. I feel like this is the storyline. This is exactly what's going to happen. Okay, so if I spoil it for you in advance, <laughs> don't be mad. I feel like Thor is going to take his body issues that he's going through right now. He's going to see himself or who he is, and he's going to transition into Natalie Portman. <laughs> I see this happening. Taika Waititi's listening like, oh, shit. He's like, oh my God, Lisa. God I, just talk. I can't talk like, but, uh, <laughs> Lisa. Back to the right room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, speaking of, Taika Waititi will uh, return to write and direct as we talked about last week. Oh my God. And another big thing, uh, Tessa Thompson came on stage and announced that, first of all, as king of Asgard, she, talking about Valkyrie, needs to find her queen. Ooh. And Marvel has confirmed that Valkyrie will be the MCU's first openly queer superhero. Oh, my God. Cut to people tearing up their t- tickets. I'm going to cut up my MCU. I'm going to cut my Captain America shirt. But, sir, that's not how it works. Oh, you already paid for it. Exactly. got to buy it to cut it up and protest. Sure. If you're going to cut up your, your, your I T-shirts, love give them to your gay friend. They can make it look cool. Like, you can make it look cool when you're done. Little sleepless thing. Your tattoos. <laughs> Hell, white people will be exposed. Anyway. Yeah, that'll be very exciting. The, I I say that I'm saying that for literally everyone, but I'm just like so excited about yeah. these. Um, next one is the Black Widow prequel movie. Uh, this will be the next Marvel movie to be released. I'm very excited. Uh, if we're following the dates, I'm so, shocked yeah, that we'll, I'm excited about this. I'm shocked that I now care about Scarlett um, <laughs> Johansson. Yes, so she will be returning as Natasha Romanoff. Um, David Harbour will be joining the cast <gasps> as the Red Guardian. And Florence Pugh as Yelena. Uh, these are all characters from Black Widow comics. Um, as far uh, there's not a whole lot of details about it other than you, it, it just as a prequel. So uh, not a lot of news came out of it at the panel. Just some more, you know, casting and whatnot. Um, but we'll be looking out for the trailer for this in this week. David week's Harbor is having a good year. You know, when one Stranger Thing window closes to the Nether region, and one opens in the MCU. Yep, yep. I'm so glad he's in the MCU. I wonder if he's going to smoke in the film. Just kidding. <laughs> um, and so that was the last thing to be announced. And at the end of the panel, Kevin Feige confirmed Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and that the Fantastic Four and the X-Men are currently in development at wow. Marvel. Very exciting. Just a big money Very machine. exciting. I'm just the money very machine. interested. <laughs> yeah, be. very interesting. Like, I can't hear just you the, over yeah, the yeah. money that's flying in our ears, people who hate things that we're about to make. I can't hear you. Yeah. Um, very interested to see how they they you know bring these 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 new characters in i'm assuming they're waiting as long as they can for the original x-men series to sort of die off from the public's minds before they introduce their own version yeah uh but i feel like if if any company is gonna nail these characters 
it's especially the Fantastic Four. A lot of history with those people. They're they're gonna yeah. get the Marvel treatment. It's a good hands. It's a good hands. I don't think they need and to the, wait that long. I mean, they just reboot it, and you'll already forget the yeah the other. Stuff. I think because the deal happened pretty recently, that it's it's sort of on the back burner because they have so many things, all of this stuff coming huh. out that they're worrying about. Uh, I think that's what's happening. And I'm, I was surprised to see that the Black Panther Captain Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out later than expected. Um, but I think they're sort of building up phase five with those movies. Yeah. Um, and before they said goodbye, they announced one last thing. And it is that Mahersha Ali mm. will be starring as the new Blade. Yes, Black Panther. And this story is very funny because apparently the story goes that Mahershala called Kevin Feige after winning his Green Book Oscar and told him that he wanted to play Blade, so Feige agreed. I think and that's now they're to making restore the Blade. balance in the universe. I think that's how you would restore it. You, you are in Green Book, my bad. You get an Oscar, oh, cool, for the black guy. And then you're like, you know, to make up for this, I want to be in the MCU <laughs> and bring Blade back. I feel like this was, I feel like Maharshala like actually balanced out the universe. I feel like he redeemed that. Yeah. That movie for uh, all of us. Now, I, I'm still gonna watch it. I'm never gonna see it, but like that—that's doing good in the world, right there. There you go. Yeah. I wonder how Wesley Snipes feels. Anyway, we'll revisit that some uh, other time. I have three or three quick things. If you haven't seen uh, Kristen Bell request live at San Diego dot com that dot com <laughs> Comic Con <laughs> to uh, release Mar- uh, Veronica Mars early for her birthday present. Just watch that little clip on YouTube. It's cute. She made it happen. They did it right there when they were sitting on the panel. It was spontaneous. She swore that it wasn't a planned thing. She said, they go, what do you want for your birthday? And she goes, I'd like for them to release the show early. So a week early, we started watching it last night. It's so awesome to be back with our old friends. Also weird. We'll talk about it another time. Um, we covered Blade. That's cool. Deny Guerrera is confirmed to be leaving The Walking Dead. We knew it. But sort of seeing her show up in her all her fabulousness and be with her Walking Dead yeah. family, knowing we're going to lose her, that's going to be hardcore. Is it going to be more like the comic book, sort of? Is she taking Zeke with her? I don't know what's happening. Um, but, yeah, those things kind of came out of Comic-Con. If you went and you had, like, an experience that you wanted to share with us, please let us know. You can, um, you can DM us on Twitter. or Ashland Podcast. You can DM us on Instagram. Some people do that. A lot of people do that. People use Instagram to talk to us. Facebook. Do anybody go to our Facebook page? I feel like a lot of you are. So you can reach out to us there. Message us there. Just hit us up randomly in the comments. Like blah, 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 blah. Whatever you want to say. Just be nice because otherwise (laughs) we'll be ignored. Um, So, yeah. That was San Diego Comic-Con. I wish we were there. No, I don't. I really am so glad (laughs) I wasn't there. So glad I wasn't sitting there worried about what was happening to poor Tama Hiddleston in the back of his Uber. Oh, that poor guy. <laughs> Let him on the plane next time. This totally is a fictitious story. I have no idea what actually happened. But I worry about these things. This is why I don't go out in public. Uh, you guys have a wonderful week. We'll be back very soon to talk about Queer Eye the next season. But if that happened before this episode, never mind. All right. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. Uh, have a lovely uh, summer, week, day, night. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>